This is the Kitzer of the first Sicha on Purim in Chelek Tezayim, page 352. The Rebbe begins with the Gemara that says that Esther had two requests that she sent to the Chachamim regarding Purim. One was, Kavuni Ledairis. And Rashi explains, establish it to be a day to read the Megillah, Lekriya. And then she requested, Kazvuni Ledairis. Establish this for a day that the Megillah should be written. Should be written as part of the Ksuvim, and part of the Kisve Kedish. Yerushalmi brings that Mardukai and Esther both together requested from the Chachamim to establish these two days of Yudal and Tezvav Adar as a Yomtev, as the Yomtev of Purim. So the explanation here is that the Babli, which speaks about what Esther requested, she was requesting only regarding the Megillah, the reading of the Megillah and the writing of the Megillah. Yerushalmi, however, is saying about the Yomtev in general of Purim that we celebrate with all the mitzvahs of Purim, that Mardukai and Esther together both requested that it should be established as a Yomtev. And you see this also in the Psukim of the Megillah, that it says, Kashakiya Malayam Mardachai Yehudi Ve'Esther Amalka. So both Mardachai and Esther established it as a Yomtev. But when it comes to the Megillah, reading the Megillah, so the, the Lashon that it says in the Megillah, Umaymer Esther Kiyam Divrei HaPurim Ha'elev and Nichtav Vesefer. Divrei HaPurim refers to telling the story of Purim, and the Nichtav Vesefer refers to the fact that it's written, it's written down with an ink and parchment on the Megillah. And that is something that only Esther Amalka requested. So the question here is, what is the distinction here? Why is Mordechai requesting it to be celebrated as a Yom Tif, But he doesn't see an importance in writing the Megillah and reading the Megillah. And the truth is that even Mordechai himself was part of the Sanhedrin who, was at, who were asked about this. So he was a member of Sanhedrin that agreed that, that Purim should be written in the Megillah and read in the Megillah. But for some reason, he did not join Esther in requesting this in the beginning. He only agreed to it afterwards. What's the reason for this? So the, the point here is that the difference between Mardukai and Esther is that they each focus on different aspects of the story of Purim when it comes to the actual Gzeda. So how do they both deal with, with annulling this Gzeda of Homa? So Mardukai's main focus was to awaken Yidin to do tshuva, he's the one that gathered the Yidin and they fasted, and he's the one that was occupied with the Ruchni, the aspect of the Gzeda, and to deal with Yidin. Esther, on the other hand, was Bebeis Malchus, and her main contribution in being Bebatl the Gzeda was to deal with things in, a, in Teva, natural means, approaching Achashverish, uninvited, making, preparing the festive meals for Esther and uh, for Haman and, uh, Mard- and uh, Achashverish, that is. So, we see that Mardukai's main approach is to deal with the Gzeda Lamailo, the Ruchnius of the Gzeda. Esther's main approach was to deal with bringing down the implementation of the salvation for Yidin here below in this world. And this also is the difference between Esther and Mardukai when it comes to the actual nest that occurred. And this is a twofold nest, and both Mardukai and Esther focus on a different aspect. There's the Ruchni Yizdigenes, as the Gemara says, that Purim is considered to be another Matan Teireh, the Yidin accepted the Teireh from Nu, and that's the Ruchni Yizdigen victory that happened in Purim, and that's the aspect of Purim that Mardukai focuses on, the Tshuva of Yidin, and the fact that they accepted Teireh from fresh. And on the other hand, Esther, which focused on the physical salvation of Yidin, and she was working on annulling the decree in the simple physical sense in Teva, so for her, the main focus of the miracle is the fact that the Yidin's lives physically were saved, the Gufen were saved, that's the main focus that she sees in the Ness. So therefore, we can now understand why when it comes to how we celebrate Purim and how we remember the miracle, 
There's a difference between Mardachai and Esther. Mardachai says it's enough to have a yomtiv of Purim and to have the mitzvahs of the day, which includes also mitzvahs and maisa. But the main point over here is to put a person into the right mode, into the right spirit, in order for him to remember in his machshava and to relive the yomtiv. So the main celebration as far as remembering the actual miracle is all going to be experienced in the person's machshava to think about the greatness of this miracle on this day. Since Mardachai represents the Ruchni is the aspect of the Ness, so therefore for him the celebration of the Yomtev is also primarily the Machshave in the Ruchni of a Yid. On the other hand, Esther, for her, the main focus of the miracle was the Gashmi, is the fact that the Yidim were physically saved, so therefore for her she requested Kivuni and Kizvuni that the miracle should be told verbally with your mouth, which is a Maisazuta, with the movement of your lips, and even more so to be recorded on parchment and ink. And it should be in the physical world in Maiserabe because this represents the physical salvation of Yidin Begashmis. That's the difference between Mardachai and Esther. This explains why Mardachai did not join Esther in her request. However, Mardachai being part of the Chachamim in the Sanhedrin, he did agree to Esther because being in the Sanhedrin, which focuses on paskening the halachas, the maise, and the world of practice, was to Yidin and the Guf, Maise Bepayel. So there, Mardachai did agree to Esther's request. This is the explanation, the difference between Mardachai and Esther when it comes to both the Zayda and the miracle and the way we celebrate Purim. This is also explained by Pichsidis. It says that Esther and Mardachai represent different levels of Baruchnius. Mardachai is Chochma, which is Eir, revelation. Esther represents Malchus, which is Caleb. And the difference between them is also expressed as far as the, 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 the Ness of Purim is concerned. We know that the Ness of Purim was Malubish and Teva. It was all within nature. So therefore, there's two different angles to this. One angle is that the fact that it's a Ness that's Malubish and Teva represents a tremendous level of revelation. And the revelation is so powerful that it even penetrates Teva. There's nothing that blocks it and it comes to the lowest place. That's Mordechai's perspective on the Ness of Purim. How intense and how great the revelation of the Ness is. On the other hand, from Esther's perspective, the advantage that there is to a Ness that penetrates nature is that it's able to transform. That it transforms and reveals the true essence of nature itself. That even nature itself is godly. Just like Kalim, which is about containing and defining and bringing it down to below. So for her, the main perspective of what the nest accomplished was that it was able to reveal the true nature of, ne- of Teva itself. And therefore, as we explained before, each one sees the main focus of what the nest is all about differently. Now the Gemara tells us that Esther is considered to be Saif Kol HaNisim. She was the last of the Nisim that's recorded, that's written as part of the Ksuvim. And the Gemara compares it to Saif Kalalayla, and it says, just like Shachar, the crack of dawn, comes at Saif Kalalayla, so too the nest of Esther is Saif Kalalayla. So the Rebbe explains here that Esther is the Saif of Kalanisim, the nest of Esther, the nest of Purim that happened in the darkest time in history when Yidin were in such a low place. And there, there was a nest that occurred within nature. This is the Saif, meaning the purpose of a nest. This revealed the purpose of a nest that reveals the true nature of Teva itself in a very powerful way. And this is what Shachar is also about. Shachar represents the dawn, that the crack of dawn, which is really about transforming and elevating that darkest moment right before the dawn that is then revealed in the greatest revelation that comes out in Shachar. 
And therefore it says in the Megillah, Hadasa he Esther. When you see a, a Esther, which represents the Haster Aster Panai, the deepest and lowest hell of a Hester that exists in the world, you should know that Pepnimius it's Hadasa. Pepnimius is the godliness and the Hadasa, which refers to a tzaddik, that's there in the lowest Hester that exists in the world. Based on all of this, the Rebbe comes to a beautiful explanation to what it says in the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, that when a person wakes up in the morning, so you should wake up early enough, that that I awaken the dawn, and the dawn doesn't awaken me. So the Taz says that the Shachar here refers to the Kedusha of Knesset Yisrael, the holiness of the Neshama of Ayid. And what it's saying is, that Ayid does his Avedah from below, and he awakens himself from below, and he doesn't need the inspiration from Shachar from above. So the Taz says that the Mechab and Shulchan Aruch does not quote this end of the statement, that because a person that's on the level of David HaMelech doesn't need the inspiration from above for his Aveda. But an average person in Shulchan Aruch does need that awakening from above, and therefore the Mechab does not bring the conclusion of in the Madura Tinyan and Shulchan Aruch, however, does quote it. Not only that, the Al-Tarebbe says, Zu that the average middah of every person is that he awakens the dawn and the dawn does not awaken him. Meaning that the average person does not need the his from the level of Shachar. How could this be? How could the Al-Tarebbe say that an average person doesn't need the his of the level of Shachar? So the Rebbe explained, based on what we said before, that when it says here, when the Taz says that you don't need the his from Shachar, it doesn't need, mean that you don't need any his from above. That can't be the case. Every Yid needs an assistance from above for his Avedis Hashem. But there are three levels. There's a Tzaddik, there's a Benini, and there's a Rasha. A Rasha needs this Eiris from the level of Shachar, which represents, as we said before, the lower level of Holocaust that breaks through the dawn of night, breaks through the night and comes into the lowest place. A Rasha needs as Eiris for the Taivas Issa that he deals with. A Benini needs as Eiris from a higher level, from Saif Kalalailo, where he's not so low involved in such low struggles. A Tzaddik also needs as Eiris Mulmaila, but only for his Aveda in Kedusha Gufa. So therefore, when the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch says, the Al-Tareb is quoting this because the Al-Tareb is talking about the Benini. And the Benini, as he explains in Tanya, is an individual that an Aveda is out of a question. So therefore, the Hisoiris from the level of Shachar, which refers to a Yid that needs assistance in dealing with struggles of Taivas Iser, for an average Yid, for a mid for a Benini, this is not Shaykh. Because every single Yid has the Kayach to be a Benini, and he doesn't need the Hisoiris for staying away from Taivas Iser. In the Madura Kamad al does quote this, or, or actually in Madura Kamad al does not quote Eina Shacha Meir Aisi, because Madura Kamad al is talking about a Benini in the simple sense of Pinigla, which is half mitzvahs and half the opposite. So he does need this Eiris from Shachar, but not in the Madura Tinyana. So this is what we learn out from here, right in the beginning of Shulchan Aruch in the Mashkama Sabaika, as soon as you wake up in the morning before anything. When you're coming from the darkness of the night, you have to remember that you have the Kayach, so much so that you are removed from any Aveda, and you don't even need this Eiris from Shachar. You can be a Benini, you have the Kayach, to, uh, to take the essence of your Neshama and draw it down to the lowest place and everything in your Aveda Hashem to transform the darkness and elevate and reveal the true Pnimius of what this Chayshach is really all about. This is the Kayach of this Eiris of the Neshama. In the words of the Alter Rebbe, regarding every single Yid, Yochali is Benini, you can be a Benini, B'chaleis or B'chal Shah.